Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Times Analytics Podcast. I'm Alex Safranis, your host, and today I'm sitting down with Ainul. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Ainul Huda, and currently I'm the Global Vice President for uh, Audience Development, Analytics, and Social for Condé Nast. For many of you who don't know, Condé Nast is a global media company. Uh, we own rich uh, brands like Vogue, New Yorker, Wired, Vanity Fair, Glamour, GQ, so on and so forth. And uh, I've been in the company for the last three and a half years, focused on audience growth, engagement, and loyalty, and really do that with uh, data-driven lens. And, and yeah, I've been in the industry for, for a while. Prior to this, I was at WeWork running their uh, data and analytics organization, and I've worked with various media, running performance marketing. And in, a, and in previously, I, was also, I also functioned as a data, data engineer. So it's really, my career has been a function of analytics, marketing and strategy that's the kind of the career path i'm looking for so um, i'm really glad to sit down with you today and um, i think i'd like to start with more of a uh, you know a bigger picture question um, about you know you've you've had a career in marketing and data um, what are the advantages of a career in marketing and what are some of the disadvantages i mean in the in this new age, I think marketing is a lot more uh, sophisticated and nuanced than the traditional sense of ways. The traditional sense we define marketing. Let's say if you go a few decades back, a lot of marketing was about you create a product, and then you find ways to go and uh, get your consumers and distribute that and get the maximum buck out of it. But increasingly, marketing as a function is seen as a great connector between various functions, and also helps enable you to define what a product is. And getting and being and being a marketeer where you're so close to your consumers, it almost forces you to be more data savvy, uh, to be successful in today's age. And having this holistic point of view really allows you to drive huge impact to the company and also gives an individual to uh, capability to move other streams of career. Like it could be you could go into uh, sales, you could go into product, or in many cases, I've seen various marketeers become extremely successful, becoming CEOs and so on, because they really understand the entire journey from end to end, understands the market, understands the consumer, and understands your product. So, so I think there's a tremendous uh, uh, potential being a smart marketeer in today's age, and I just hope that everybody takes advantage of this potential. Yeah, I think one one thing I noticed, even from your background and and into the answer of your question, was a focus on audience and understanding who is the audience that we're uh, marketing to, and how can we you know improve the experience uh, as as our audience you know uh, in. I guess experiences the product or service, and um, and and that is such a transferable skill. Um, it's really important that you know CEOs understand what it's like to be a consumer of the company. Um, I remember reading once about Jeff Bezos calling Amazon customer service in the middle of a board meeting, and he was you know it was to prove a point about um, you know <laughs> I think they had to shorten wait times or something. Um, but but being close to the customer experience and trying to put yourself in their shoes, I think, is really important if you want that seamless customer experience. Um, so so that's a great uh, point that you touched on. Um, what about some disadvantages about a career in marketing? So, so, I mean, probably it's not a disadvantage, but it boils down to what you make out of it. So if you, if you are a marketer who is very siloed in their own department as primarily thinking about downstream effect post-product 
uh, development product creation perhaps you'll be successful initially but in the long run it may be it may become difficult so i don't see that as a disadvantage being the function but what you make out of it so uh, marketers who are really very data savvy and also has a product mindset and is able to uh, be part of the product inception creation with your partners within product uh, development or in some cases it could be editorial in the media industry and so on i think uh, i think that's where you stand to s- succeed and if you don't do that most likely you'll not be as successful but i do not see any kind of any uh, glaring downside to being a marketer Yeah, I I agree. I think it's a really flexible position. So it's really what you make out of it. And um, it's not so technical that, um, you know, you really can't switch industries. So I totally agree. Increasingly, I think marketing is a huge area of investment, no matter which way you look into, even if you think about companies like Adobe, who have traditionally been more focused as a software, but as a software company and so on. But right now, if you think about the focus, it's all about marketing, the how to enable marketing, how to enable companies to become more efficient with spending the dollars. And increasingly, marketers has become uh, like more savvy, even from a financial perspective. So you will see like generally marketers was successful are also extremely savvy in in their conversation with the CFOs. So so if at all, I see this as like being a tremendous opportunity for uh, people who are growing in this career track to be a great connector between different functions of a company. Definitely. And you brought up a really interesting point. You have to tie marketing to results. And in the past, I think it was probably much more difficult to quantify the results of marketing. You might have had like a a promotional code that that's only on the subway or something that you could maybe use to tie to certain deals. But generally, it was probably a lot harder, um, you know, 10, 20, 40 years ago to, to really justify the expense of marketing. And I think today it's much easier. I can look in Google and tell how many orders I'm getting, you know, from a certain keyword search um, that I'm that I'm bidding on. And so the ROI is much easier to track. And I think that it's no coincidence that we're seeing greater investment in marketing because it's easier to prove the value um, that it's bringing. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I, I think probably is getting even more sophisticated. I think it, is, it has been for a while, but it's proliferating even more where even when you think about investing in Google search, but I think from marketing analytics people are also thinking about like if i'm investing in brand campaigns things like if i put an ad on tv which is not very easy to track to your direct orders but how can i think about my investment holistically and very often you'll hear analytics or uh, marketing folks talking about multi-touch attribution model mm-hmm. so like could, could i look into my investment holistically versus the last touch uh, which could be through a facebook or google so that i can really allocate my dollars in a very efficient manner Absolutely. So so we, we talked about some of the advantages and disadvantages of a career in marketing, but as far as, um, you know, the different career places or the places you can go, um, we, we touched on, um, you know, sort of being the leader of a company and understanding the customer experience. Where are some of the other places that you can go with a skill set in marketing analytics? Being particular to marketing analytics, it does open up a, a whole set of new doors. I mean, like, immediately that, that something comes to your mind that you can end up deciding to be a marketer directly versus being the marketing 
analytics individual, right? Because just because you understand the data set so well and you understand what works or what really doesn't work. And if that's a passion where you want to be more involved from a strategy and operation perspective. So I think even going to classical marketing is a great potential. And obviously, uh, I think in the last decade or so, you you see a lot of analytics folks are, are also being seen as growth farm, growth marketeers or has become gone on to become successful CMOs. I mean, like I think one of the recent examples I had seen that really gave me uh, like, a, like a pause and I think it was exciting when the recent, the like I think the newly appointed um, CMO of Facebook, uh, Alex Schultz, I think he's actually, uh, he started his career as an analytics individual and mm. he used to run the growth team. And right now he is the CMO of Facebook. So I think that is, telling how the industry is moving and probably will have to move where you where every decision you make as a marketeer in, uh, informs value creation yeah so so like that's one option i mean again i mean i think marketing analytics could be a great foundational skill to going in that direction but you could also decide to be like to get more technical if you want to become like continue in the path and become a data scientist or you or you want to become a chief data or a chief analytics officer, just the your just being a marketing analytics individual gives you the understanding of the whole ecosystem and spectrum. It it does open up a unlock lot of doors. And I've also seen people who just have gone on and just become good general managers or probably uh, if, uh, even chief operating officers just because they understand all the like the physics behind how a company works and what are the levers you have to dial in or dial dial down. Definitely. Yeah. I, having that skill set in analytics is crucial nowadays because we have so much data around us. It's really important to know how to read it and digest it. And I, and I heard something recently that a lot of CEOs were accountants um, in the past. Um, and, and I was kind of thinking about like, what would be the reasoning for that? And it's because accountants input a lot of data. They, they read a lot of numbers. They have to understand kind of like what's going on. Um, but looking at an extremely fine level of detail and then extrapolating. And that's a very similar skill to what an, an analyst would do. You have a lot of data that you could possibly look at and you have to pull out what's important and draw you know, conclusions about how the general business is doing. And so um, I think that they're really similar in a way um, in, in terms of the value that they te- they, both of those skill sets teach you um, in, in a business. Uh, like that's fascinating and 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 in fact that's true in fact when i go back to my business school days i i did i did see the trends when we're reading about various ceos and c-suite that they started their careers accountants and it was with the fact that they had a very nuanced understanding of the numbers was very detail oriented so i think you could say it's a very similar team with analysts and and yeah so i think it's uh, fascinating how some of the same themes comes up uh, keeps uh, keeps coming back. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to move on to um, th- this is kind of my favorite question, um, which is you know when you run a marketing analytics organization, you you need to justify you know what the value that you're bringing in is. And so my question is, what KPIs do you use, and generally what is the value to the organization? Um, both tangible and intangible that marketing analytics can bring. I think I think probably in terms of uh, in in terms of any analytics function, be it marketing or product, 
and disciplines. Uh, it starts with able to define even the goals for the uh, group you're serving well. So like, so I think even before, even before you provide a KPI for your own analytics group, one of the key function that any analytics team could do is help define success for a team that you're serving. So, so, so in this case, um, if you are serving a um, marketing organization, like you know, are you are you able to cleanly talk about like here are the top four to five KPIs that that really allows you to meet your overall objectives? That these are not vanity metrics, that these are flexible metrics, and these are tangible metrics, and and the teams and the team's ability to really provide tangible uh, strategies in how you can achieve that by working with different parts of the teams and being really close to the partners and to your business stakeholders are key. So in this case, I will not even talk about specific KPIs, but but overall, if you can convince your uh, partners that 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 uh, you are there to drive both your top line and bottom line and your analysis help achieve that, I think that is the number one thing in achieving trust. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then over time, once you have that, once you build that trust factor and trust component where your uh, stakeholder sees you not as a service provider, but as a growth partner, where, where both the analytics team and the marketing organization can come together like to deliver a common outcome, automatically you, uh, you'll see that all the analysts are bought into any kind of conversation to strategies much earlier in the discussion versus just being at the end and saying, hey, can you just pull some numbers for me? Versus, uh, and then that will, and, and probably that's the, I think that is the intangible is that that is really, is like it's very key. And then over time, uh, you can come up with your own metrics like, like hey, like did, did I send five reports that drove huge value? And, and those things are great. I mean, you can say how, how many hours did I save for a company by providing this guidance, and it really depends on the business model. But the key point is is that your your stakeholders should have trust in you, and they should understand that they that that the team is in, is in it together and and seen more as a growth partner versus a service provider. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So so I was expecting more KPIs, but I I think from your perspective in the in the role that you have, it's much more of a relationship between the organizations that matters that your goals are aligned with their goals and you have sort of the the uh, field that you compete in which is um, you know a lot online with the different advertisers and and probably also a lot in print and physical advertising and and you're kind of the arm that is um, you know you have the same goals you you also want growth at the top and bottom line um, but you have sort of your own avenues that you're going to take and then the business takes their their avenues maybe they're doing sales and and things like that so um and and that trust that the organizations are working in tandem with the same goals is what's really important correct correct so 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 the way the way i would think about it like my like my analytics team uh the order or uh, yeah my, my analytics particularly team their goal is to i mean their kpi is how do you make sure your stakeholders reaches their kpi mm-hmm so like so, so 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 it's more about overall business KPI and how you can help achieve that versus purely thinking from a perspective of saying that okay how many reports did data send out or how many hours did I save those are great as diagnostic metric and I'm not saying that you shouldn't measure those but ultimately none of it matters 
unless you really drive value to the business and many of it comes in the form of uh, trust and the partnership and the, uh, and all those in uh, intangible component where the business sees analytics as a as a as a, as a key pillar to drive success definitely um uh, this is uh this kind of came up you you mentioned the term vanity metrics um could you go into that a little bit more sure absolutely so i think often what happens like you know as organization we start measuring things but and we have a perception that what is a valuable metric and and it could be depending on the various industries you could uh, you could measure some metrics which may look great but ultimately how do you prove out that if you move that metrics towards like higher does it really drive your overall company success in terms of consumer growth revenue and so on so so let me give you an example when social media became a, like you know i mean social media has been uh, in the, uh, has been in a society for a while now mm-hmm. But over the last few, uh, uh, over the last decade or so, it has really become a part of a day-to-day uh, for for businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes people will say, "Okay, fine. Like you know, uh, we have so many followers, or we have got so many likes, we have got so many comments, or so many um, impression." Now, depending on the business model, unless you have really proven causality or correlation, how growing a particular social metric really drives your business model then it turns out to be a vanity metric because then you'll spend time chasing a metric that may or may not drive your overall business objective mm-hmm. so so i really encourage uh, various teams be it analytics be it marketing and product is to really have a very un- unbiased objective data-driven approach where you can run analysis to show that if i move this m- metric to the north does my overall consumer growth, consumer engagement, or even my top line or bottom line moves. If it doesn't, that to me is a vanity metrics to be chasing. It's okay to have as a diagnostic metric just to get a gut check, but perhaps it shouldn't be qualified as a top level KPI. I totally understand. For like, for example, if you are a B2B company and you're selling, you know, servers or something, um, you know, and you have uh, advertising on some social media platform and you're getting tons and tons of impressions, that might not matter as much as engagement. Um, so like how many people share, you know, that content that you're posting um, divided by how many people saw it. Um, so so maybe like some sort of a conversion metric would be far better than just like a volume metric. Um, which could, Exactly. Yeah, and that could be blown up by targeting the wrong people maybe maybe you're targeting people who are interested in how the servers look but you know they're not actually in the market for them um or something like that and um yeah i i totally totally understand you there from from an analyst perspective yep uh and and like this this is something that is very close and close to my heart in general that like like spending the necessary time just on making sure that we get the metrics right and and, and i think it goes back to your earlier question what is what is uh, what should be a KPI for an analyst? Well, the KPI for an analyst should could be perhaps defining a good KPI for the business. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, if you're a good analyst, then that that you know that would mark a good analyst. If if you could come up with a really good KPI for the business, for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. Well, I, those were all the questions I had. I really appreciate your time. I know, and um, I would love to have you again sometime. 
Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Alice. It was great, uh, great talking to you. Great. Okay. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Cheers.